What up? It's Sharp here with the Kicked Out of Two Dynamite Review, July 14th, 2021. We're talking Fighter Fest, night one, live from Austin. Back on the road, baby. Well, the second night back, second week back on the road, but I'm joined here <laughs> by Chris there. and Quags. How are you boys doing? So ready to talk about this show. So Quags ready to talk about it. At we, the <laughs> we've been amped and ready. Like, subscribe, comment, click that orange box, and we'll be good to go. Let's go. Right, Man, let's our, our, our text thread was popping off, uh, even though we're not <laughs> supposed to text before the podcast. Got to keep it all up, but I just couldn't do it. I'm so amped to talk about this show. This was It'll one of those ones through. where Chris and Quags on the East Coast were just like, oh, this is great. This is so awesome. And I'm just like, don't say any of the pertinent details. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard, but we kept it, kept it kosher at that point. <laughs> All right, so in the opening match, we had John Moxley retaining the IWGP U.S. title when he defeated Carl Anderson about 11 minutes with a paradigm shift. What did you think, Quags? Man, Mox is so hot uh, coming out. Um, crowd loves him. Love that he went up into a place where it didn't look like he was supposed to, uh, <laughs> you know, invading the crowd. And love that the crowd respected it, too, by the way. Um, crowd was super hot for this match, and... It, it just felt really important. It felt really big. Uh, Carl Anderson felt like an important wrestler, singles wrestler in a way that I don't think I've ever experienced him. Um, I thought they made Mox look dominant, but they still let Carl Anderson get his stuff in, which I appreciated. A lot of stuff outside the ring, a lot of good shots. Um, sort of an interesting comment that I would love to hear y'all thoughts on, but uh, a couple sloppy spots that they sort of made look good in the end where it almost made it look real, even though I know watching wrestling, it was just sloppy. Like he picked them up wrong or they were in the corner wrong or whatever it was. Uh, so just curious about that, you know, good enough ending exactly what we thought Mox going over, uh, retaining the belt, setting up his next match immediately after, um, but yeah, all in all, I like this. It was a good way to kick it off. And man, the crowd was into this. And and just talking about the last 18 months of wrestling, not really having fans involved. It's just a different world with them in there. And it's so much better. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It woke me up, honestly. I was a little tired watching. I was just like, wow, I'm wide awake now. And I was actually curious to hear Eric's take on this because I felt this was like a New Japan kind of style match. Pretty hard hitting back and forth. And yeah, I wasn't the biggest Carl fan either, but I think he kind of showed out in this just to kind of be serviceable. But Moxley coming out to wild thing with like the, the hot Texas mm. crowd. It was just, yeah, it's just really fun to watch. But Eric, I'm kind of curious of like being the new Japan fan. How how is this match compared to you? What you what you view? Well, it's certainly not like a, a, a classic by that standard or by right. AEW standards by any means, but Carl Anderson's a really solid in-ring yeah. hand, and I thought I really liked this match. Um, Quags, I definitely agree with you. There was one part where Anderson had him on his shoulder, and he pile-drived him, but he was, like, falling over as he did it. Like, Miss it. That was crazy. Back. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just drilled his head. <laughs> um I actually, to your point, Quags, when you said Moxley was kind of dominant, I was surprised at how much offense they gave Anderson. But mm -hmm. the thing with Moxley is he's so over at this point that he can afford to get his ass kicked a decent amount. And that Easily. kind of fits his character, too. And he gonna doesn't say, lose anything in the seems process. Part of, seems like part of his character, like Kingston, yeah. too, who, who, by the way, still came out with him, is that they're yeah. okay getting the shit kicked out of them for a while because they're tough. You know, that's that's part of their deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're and just the anti-heroes. My last note would be one match, no after brawl. How yes. nice. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a good breath of fresh air. I was just like, yep, ah, we got the next one. <laughs> we got Kingston and Gallows out of there right away. Yeah, brawling yeah, into it. the back. And we just got to watch a pure match. Yeah, with no brawl. You're right. Uh, so then afterwards backstage we had Lance Archer cutting a promo challenging Moxley to a Texas death match for the IWGP US title next week um, good simple promo Archer's from Dallas so this makes sense because they're in Dallas next week and I'll say this the first um, I think it was two years ago it wasn't COVID so I think it was two years ago they did uh, 
New Japan came to Dallas for the first night of the G1 Climax and Archer versus Osprey, and the crowd loved Archer, and he had the best match of his career. So I'm expecting him to go balls to the wall next week. I'm excited to, to watch that match. Nice. See, this is this is where them having these extra belts can work in their favor because what's Archer doing? He's kicking around. We know he's really important, mm-hmm. but then getting to shotgun to this title actually makes sense and will make uh otherwise okay match seem really important, I think. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Quags. Honestly, I was the proponent of always saying like why do you have these prop belts it's making it confusing this definitely helps out both both of them in a sense of like making feel both important i'm very excited for this match but i am worried though are we looking at another archer loss here in a big yeah, match probably probably but not definitely not definitely no, I, I don't know definitely but can he afford another big match loss he lost miro before that he lost to cody before that he lost moxley again like i, I always think about monsters differently like i don't like even if even if Moxley wins, like I don't know, he's still scary. Like and yeah. he still has a great manager, and he's a heel. I mean, he's kind of a tweener now, but he's. I think he works great know. as a tweener. I, I think that like a lot of characters can't pull off tweeners. I think his character could pull off tweener great. Maybe he's, he's just like an. A, he's an assassin, like you know, comes in like, and even if he can't win the big matches, he still can beat everybody on the lower tier. But. I don't know. Right. I, it's a good I question. The promo was good, but that's the only thing that kind of popped into me. I'm like, can you afford another big match loss? I, I think they're just kind of trying to find their way, find something for him to do at this point. Like Quag said, they, it, it kind of seems like he's just floating right now. So they kind of he beat up Dan Lambert last week, but I think this is a good, good match for him to have. Yeah. All right. So then we had a earlier today, we had a backstage promo from Andrade El Idolo. They used subtitles at the bottom of the screen while he told Alex Alejandris that he was looking for the death triangle. I like this promo. I thought the subtitles were a little weird. And I thought, because I don't think his English is that broken where you need subtitles, but specifically the, the text size for the subtitles was huge, which was really huge. odd to me. You're, you're reading yeah. it. <laughs> you're definitely it reading so it. so <laughs> And then um, I like though that they kept this a mystery. What in, as to if he's looking for them to try to whoop their ass or if he's going to be like, hey, you, we should we should join forces. So I like that. I like this whole segment. I didn't even think about the mystery part of it, but that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I like the subtitles. Anything that keeps Andrade who it is and who he is and we don't have to worry about him speaking English or not. Like, I, you know, I think we're all on the same page. Like, I could care less. He's awesome. He doesn't need to cut a promo in English, honestly cut it in Spanish, whatever. But I really loved the angle of being like, I know you're Penta's translator and you Mm -hmm. know where he is. And I'm telling you, you better find him for me and and his group for whatever, if it's nefarious reasons or not. I thought that was sick. Right. Yeah, the subtitles were weird at first. I didn't really know what to think of them, especially he, I could understand everything he was saying in the beginning. So I'm like, why are they giving subtitles? Like I could hear him, but then at the end he starts speaking Spanish. So now I'm like, okay, maybe they just want to roll through. I don't know. Also, maybe you guys are younger than me. <laughs> I watch subtitles on like half the, or I have subtitles on like half the stuff I watch. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, <laughs> so. uh, you like my, you know, like my parents, you know, they put it on like things that they don't even have access. <laughs> sorry, to, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Chris. No, yeah, was that's. A, I was just, it's, it's just interesting. Never, it didn't bother me honestly. I thought it would actually, if we talked about more before it happened, I, I would say that it would like, ah, oh, that's going to bother me. It really didn't. I didn't really care at that point, but yeah, I'm intrigued by the mystery of the death triangle. That's uh, I think what I took away from the pro uh, the promo is like, Oh, I'm wondering where they're going to go from here. All right. So then we had hook and Hobbs ringside Taz on commentary is Ricky Starks defeated Brian cage for the FTW title. About 10 minutes after Hobbs hit Cage with the title belt and Starks mm. hit him with a spear. What'd you think, Chris? Uh, I thought this match was fun. Uh, the crowd was super into Starks, like right from the beginning. Like as soon as he came out, everyone was just going nuts. And I was just like, whoa. Um, he, everyone, look, first off, Eric, I know you're uh, his favorite out of all of us. Three. Number I, one Starks no, guy. Yeah, number one Starks <laughs> dude over here. <laughs> Stark man Jones over here. Um, <laughs> it's just that like he was supposed to be kind of the heel in this and he comes in and everyone's cheering for him I'm like oh okay they're definitely gonna boo Cage and as soon as he came out everyone booed him I'm like 
all right. I mean, like, it doesn't really matter. They, they're cheering someone, booing someone, whatever. But that, that was just interesting. It didn't take away from the match. I'll admit the beginning uh, was choppy. I know this is probably Stark's first yes. big match, like, kind of in a while, especially after his really scary injury. But yeah. they kind of, like, picked it up towards it. I think the crowd made it better as it was, like, more exciting. I actually still like the story that they kind of told, as in, like, Cage was going for a German suplex. The announcer sold it well, saying, oh, that's how he injured his neck. And then Starks was targeting uh, Cage's bicep injury. Like, it, it was they were trying to rope a lot of things in. So I thought that was good. So I'll, the match was really fun. It was choppy, but they picked it up towards, uh, especially towards the end. And I liked how the ending happened. So we could just assume now Brian Cage is out of Team Taz. And I think this kind of makes a clearer version of what Team Taz is. You got Taz who's the manager. Got Starks as yeah. leader. Got Hobbs as the is the big powerhouse, obviously guy. And you got Hook, who's the the, the prospect, like who or you get like the the up and coming guy or whatever. And now you can have Cage as being like kind of this big like face monster, and he's gonna probably feud with them. And now it keeps that FT. And I was kind of complaining a lot about this FT uh, FTW title as I'm like it's not doing anything. But the way how Cage and Starks were going at each other and kind of going like nuts for it made it seem so much more important. That's I think they made the title more than the title made them. I think in that scenario, as in like, okay, they're wrestling as hard as they can. And that tells me that this title means a lot to them. I, I, I liked the ending a lot. I thought it was really well done, but what didn't make sense was at one point, Ricky Starks was trying to hit cage with the belt and Hobbs took it away from him and kind of shook his head and then he instantly got hit with an f5 and yeah. kicked out yeah. so it was like whoa was that your plan for him to like I, it didn't make sense i know maybe like it was like oh let's set up distracting the ref from an angle so i can hit him with the belt it didn't quite track for me that um, was a bit dicey I, like you said, it was clunky at the beginning. Cage did one point where he ran into the turnbuckle with his shoulder and he just slowed down so much where he just kind of like barely hit it. And I was like, that looked awful. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was a fun match overall, though. And my last note is he hit the F5 and he kicked out of it. And I, I kind of I think the crowd popped pretty big for them kicking out of an F5 almost as like a F you to Brock Lesnar. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I felt the same. Um, I think you're right, Sharp, about that whole episode. I think it was just overwriting, overthinking. Yeah. Um, where the crowd and us at home and like even people that watch us all the time couldn't totally follow what was going on there. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. I liked the ending. I mean, I'm excited to see Brian Cage now wrestle all these people separately together or whatever, you know, uh, I like where it brought us. Do agree it was clunky at the beginning. I mean, they're really talented though. This is going to be a fun feud. And just an example of like, is this like the D or E storyline in AEW? Mm -hmm. And we're invested in it. Um, I definitely am. So props to them. Yeah, no, I'm definitely invested in it. And just a quick note of what AEW shows do. Like we just got a New Japan style match in the beginning. We got some cool promos. And now we got this pretty cool classic back and forth of like this inner group feuding with each other get all different kind of flavors in this ice cream shop <laughs> all right so we had cody marching out to the announce table he called malachi blackout for kicking arn anderson then headed to the ring with the mic he said he doesn't win every fight and he challenged black to come out to the ring on the big screen malachi told a kind of strange story about a man putting down his prize stallion. Malachi <laughs> said he looked in Cody's eyes last Got week. Got a little dark. <laughs> and he doesn't have it anymore. Cody told Malachi to come down to the ring and get a better look. Malachi was hoping he'd say that. Lights went out. When they turned back on, Malachi Black was in the ring. Brawl ensued, but security quickly broke it up. So uh, I was watching AEW with a friend of the pod uh, named Jack Eller last night and uh so this is he, certified hunk certified, <laughs> certified Shout out to Jack. <laughs> yeah i uh, got a couple interesting perspectives he one of the things he said that i don't totally agree with is he goes what's cody doing is he just trying to be the biz 
like (laughs) (laughs) being on camera calling everyone together so then the second thing he said is that uh tommy and slash uh tommy and sorry slash malachi black is christopher walken meets bray wyatt and i thought that was a more (laughs) apt comparison yeah that's pretty that's (laughs) kind of makes sense i could see that going (laughs) together um so my personal take on it is is it spooky or is it bad and I don't know. I don't know. And it's also interesting that Cody is referring to him by both names. Um, and I know that's kind of a thing they're trying to do is that it's Tommy End, but he's possessed by the devil. Mm-hmm. So he's Malachi Black. So I actually appreciate that they're kind of trying to work that in, but it might be a little too much. Um, I'm excited to see him actually compete and wrestle. Uh but this is some of the things we said about WWE misusing him um, as Alistair Black, where just let him wrestle. Just let him have matches. I don't know that we need all this complicated story for him. Um, you know, it's sort of interesting to me. I'm, I'm sort of into that. And I, I like, I really loved, uh, for example, Firefly Funhouse with uh, The Fiend. But- I was a big fan of that as well. Yeah, but I, I think Elster. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. I understand that. That's fine. But the thing is, I I don't know if Bray is as good of a wrestler as Elster Black is, or Tommy End, or Malachi Black. You know, so I want to see him wrestle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty simple. This was yeah. No, I, you hit the nail on the head. I agree with everything you're saying, uh, Eric. I was like actually got to text you about this, but I know you didn't watch the show yet. But I just thought it was actually good presentation um cody's also great um, on like emotional passionate promos so that was sorry no what's up can i add that cody was great too Uh, i only said jack said he was trying to be like (laughs) i I did not think was accurate i just thought it was a funny like casual wrestling fan thing but cody's bit was great sorry yeah no 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 worries because i agree he was great in that that sense so he kind of started off hot so i was like okay perfect i kind of like the white suit yeah, Cody was wearing, and then like the, and then uh, Malachi Black was wearing the the black suit, looking kind of like a demon in itself. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was just good presentation. And I was kind of curious, Eric, of like what you think, kind of seeing the producer back in the role of just seeing that on TV, as in like not not all the time. It's not the words that they say, but how they kind of present themselves in a sense. Well, the biggest thing that struck me with this is the fact that he was on the big screen, and as soon as someone hits the big screen, you know. They're going to cut a promo. We're not going to get anything. So the fact that he actually was like, oh, I was hoping you'd say that, and then appeared in the ring. Yeah. You heard how freaking crazy that crowd got. That was a really cool presentation. I didn't love his promo. I'll disagree with you a little bit, Quags. I I don't hate that when someone arrives in a promotion, I think it's a good job thing to get across. What's, What's your motivation? What are you trying to do? I just don't love the idea of his motivation being, I'm going to go take out Cody, the old, old dog or the old horse or whatever. I Mm. just feel like this is actually a story we've had, not necessarily that he's an old horse, but that he's, everyone seems to come after Cody right when they get in this promotion. And it almost has like a stink of Cody just trying to get the rub off of these fresh new guys. Yeah, I I, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. But I like the brawl and the security getting there quick was good too. break it up real quick. I liked it. I yes. like the segment a lot overall, personally. I thought it was good. Saves it for more. Saves it for more. Yeah. All right. So then backstage, Alex Marvez interviewed Tully, who was rolling his luggage in. They were interrupted <laughs> by Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz grabbed Tully. Santana whipped out a crowbar to hit the cowering Tully. It was a fake crowbar, though, and they let Tully go. They respect their elders and told Tully he better get his boys. Then Tully responded awkwardly, I'll get my boys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wait. Uh, decent way to show that they get the upper hand on the heels. They outsmarted them, but they're noble people, so they won't beat them up. It was fine. Why was the crowbar f- fake? Like, they didn't even hit they didn't even kill him. him. Yeah, but like they weren't going to hit him. You know what I mean? As in like, hey, like. It's even more embarrassing when it's a rubber crowbar. Yeah, that's that's how I took it. I was like, just like like, pretend you're about to hit him and then be like, no, like be the baby faces that you are. Be like, oh, no, we'd rather hit you when your boys are here because we don't hit you from behind. And that took two minutes of me to think about. And I felt like that was way better than like 
that's the only thing that bothered me because it's professional wrestling. So a lot, it's all stage and scripted. So don't show like, oh yeah, Wait, this is fake what? or whatever. <laughs> I was going to do, do a spit take there. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, that's not no, I, I see that. It was fine. I thought this was good. I mean, you know, all the stuff they're doing is just building it all. I, I'm yeah. just thinking about the like, two hour long youtube video i'm gonna watch in 15 years about the uh pinnacle versus the inner circle so like this is gonna be in there yeah don't get me wrong i'm probably the most excited about ftr versus santana ortiz i'm the biggest fans of ftr i know that match is gonna tear the house down all right so then in the ring shivani interviewed hangman page he was close to winning the aw title but he failed dark order was right though he still needs that championship Don Callis interrupted. He said, deep down, Hangman knows he's not that guy. Matt Jackson came to the ring. He said, Hangman abandoned him. He's a sad, lonely, drunk cowboy in the next great wrestling tragedy. Page got in his face, punched him out. Omega rolled in, was about to hit him with the title. But uh, Dark Order ran them off. Page challenged Omega to a match. And Omega countered by saying, how about a five-on-five elimination tag? Dark Order versus Elite. Hangman said, all right, but when they win, Kenny gets a title. Uh, uh, Omega, uh, Jesus Christ. Hangman said, okay, <laughs> but when they win, Hangman gets a title match, and the Dark Order also gets a tag title match. Hangman freaked out, but they countered with, if they have the match in the Elite win, Hangman can't challenge for the title, and neither can the Dark Order. Kenny told Hangman to walk away. He knows he's afraid of failure. Hangman said the Dark Order doesn't back down from a fight. They're on. And there was also a bunch of cowboy shit chance. Right, <laughs> that was cheers. a lot. So a that lot. was a lot um, better laid out than I just did it because it was over the course of like 15 minutes. <laughs> cheers for yeah. you getting cheers. through that. Nice job. Nice job. Round of applause. I'll say this. I'll say this. It was a good segment with the fans acting exactly how you want them to. They were booing Kenny. They were booing again. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like the uh, I like the promo by Omega. I like that he's kind of revitalized. He's not like a drunken sad guy. And I like the fact that now he has to. Hey, you really like these guys that you're you're with? These this group of losers. Can you trust them to make sure you don't lose your potential title mm. shot? I think that's a fun hook. So. Um, the one other thing I was going to say is this, if they're going to have this elimination match and obviously Kenny Omega is going to lose. So if it's an elimination match, he's got to get pinned or intentionally get DQ'd or counted out. Oh, but AEW does not like, like Tony Khan vehemently like tells a lot saying like, he prides himself saying like, I can count on my hand of like last year of like, if we do any of those falsy finishers, it's not even more than a three. I was the booker. This would be the time to have Kenny Omega just literally be the last one left and walk out and and not. Yeah. Not, yeah. But, cower. but then that means he has to have a match though. So, I mean, how many dark order guys do you have left where he says no, like F this and walks out or maybe yeah, callous runs him out or or maybe somebody on his own team knocks him out like there's a lot of ways you can yeah do it they might get fun. creative it's gonna be fun to see they might get creative I, how they eliminate I, I mean i loved this i so first of all adam page shirt was great um <laughs> he, he's great i love him love when uh the bucks are saying you won't hit me you won't hit me and he just smacks him in the face yeah. uh, we need need more of that right like you won't do it or like you know you can't beat me and then just beat them um yeah i thought kenny was great i love how kenny isn't taking the full bucks like just being obnoxious persona but you can see it rubbing off on him and where it looks like the elite is a gang um with callus and all of them yeah my only other thing is man the bucks with like their horrible obnoxious clothing choices like that <laughs> stuff like so fun. just <laughs> just every week i'm like what are they gonna do now and just every week they uh really clear the bar and i was impressed by this i was really i'm really excited for the future yeah this was this was very good this is an awesome story like we've been raving about this but it's just like it's such a classic cool underdog story as in like hey you're scared to fail and this guy's now like coming out of his own and i'm actually shocked 
I'm also thinking about the Dark Order has come such like a long way. Think about this when they so debuted. So crazy. Everyone hated them. They're like, these guys are weird. What the hell is this? And then like they 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 were falling a while, and then they became like this comedy thing. And then R.I.P. Brody Lee, but they he revived them, made them into like a, a good heel group. And then unfortunately, what happened? And then like came this comedy act, but now they're like like i don't even like calling them losers but like they're the lovable losers like you just want them to do well and but they're so funny along the way and for them to convince adam page like we were raving about it last week and it continue on this week saying like hey we got your back like even if you don't want to be our group you don't want to be alone like we still got your back and like at the same time they made the tag titles important and also in my head at the same time if they do young bucks versus um Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, that match is going to be really good. Like, yep. I know they've been That'd raving be about them on the independence, and like, you could tell why they wanted to sign them first on the end um, in, in AEW. Uh, but then they kind of fumbled a little bit when they debuted. So it took a little time. So I know, you know, that match is going to be great. This five and five elimination match is going to be very good. I think it's going to help get a lot of people a good rub, uh, like on the Dark Order end. I don't know who's going to be on the Elite end, but like, I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth and I think it should be a very fun match, but this is a very cool ride to kind of go on. Uh, you just want to just root for the good guys, which that's what wrestling is. I'll just say as a final comment, I, I, I agree very much with all this and the next pay-per-view is not, is, is a little far off. I hope they hone in on the more serious elements of like you, you're a failure, Kenny, Kenny telling Hangman that he's a failure and then him overcoming it. I hope so, they hold so, in on that yeah, a little Yeah, I more. think in time, that's what they're doing. I don't think they want to like reveal everything right now, but like each going in time, I think he's just going to yeah. be portraying more as this, like, hey, remember we're a tag team. Hey, that was me doing the work. You failed. You lost the time. Like, it's just like constant. So last week we talked about when they get into promos, they're going to do it. And this felt like they got into it a little more mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. you're drunk like it felt like kenny's stuff felt a little existential to me like you know beyond the ring and about his personality and being a failure so yeah. i just think it's going to progress more into that um and the characters are primed for that right like yes. they perfectly Absolutely. fit they've been building so, this for a while and yeah. this is fuck I, I said last comment but this is my other last comment if they had any oh, other good. if they had any plans of having page lose this match i think they need to scrap them and make the title change because the crowd is I, ready for page to win i, I think so. that's right and i i think the i think it's kenny's time to start dropping all these belts too i mean we've talked about it a, a bunch where it's inevitable right that it's gonna i mean <laughs> you know <laughs> i guess He's it's win. not inevitable <laughs> <laughs> like you know you could book him the champ forever yeah. but it doesn't make any sense to do that it like, is making yeah. it, it is making the title important because you don't want to like play hot potato with it because then it becomes a prop but yeah. like, eric i actually think that this is what new japan actually has like a fault to though i feel like they make that title so prestigious as in like no this guy can't i feel like hold they missed, it for like a year and a yeah, half yeah i feel like they missed the boat yeah. with like you could have gotten a lot of guys very prominent guys over but like just because like no no only a select few can hold this be like all right well then this guy like is gonna go elsewhere it's just i think yeah. aw should learn from that uh what you just said eric is that the maybe the trigger is now when it's your time it's your time yeah yeah mm. agreed all right so then we had alex marvez interviewing chris jericho backstage jericho said what mjf forgot is that hercules faced the five labor successfully and so will jericho <laughs> Doesn't matter what he needs to go through. He's the god of thunder and the god of war. Then Sean Spears smashed Jericho with a chair. <laughs> MJF entered, told Jericho the first labors next week when he wrestles Spears. Only Spears can use a chair, but Jericho can't. That's the stipulation. And then Spears hit Jericho's arm with a wimpy chair shot. <laughs> <laughs> this was this is okay. It was kind of Jericho. Uh, being Jericho solid same stuff again though like I know he's going to be pushing for like his like god of like war like t-shirt and stuff like that so he's really pushing that story and you could tell like Jericho and MGF really want to get an intellectual story going on and stuff and I know that whole Hercules story too so like I'm interested in it that's fine um this whole announcement it was a little missed it a little bit but it's Sean Spears I I think he kind of needed this and this is like a very I think this is a very good first labor step 
as in like you know, like you don't want it to just say hey you got to go against this guy and you know he's gonna just mop the well, floor with this guy so in, like in the te- the tension's not built up enough where right. the loss is going to be that meaningful even for sean spears yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it's sean spears as in like if you put sean spears and jericho in the ring you, we all know who's going to win so like at least okay give him like a leeway of like okay you could use a chair jericho camp now you have some sort of like okay here's this underdog mentality of why we're cheering for jericho so i think this is a good first step i thought it was kind of like right to the point the the chair shots was a little sean spears is a little awkward hopefully he'll correct that for next week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jerko, good promo. I like how it ended. Um, but yeah, I think he's, I think Sean Spears is nervous because of how he killed Cody, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, uh, you got a lot of flack for that. I heard. It, it's, um, at some point, you got to put it in the back of your mind. But yeah, yeah it was okay. It'll be exciting. Own the role. All right, I have nothing to add. All right, Christian defeated Matt Hardy about 12 minutes with the kill switch. After the match, the Hardy family office came out to attack Christian, but Jurassic Express came to give him backup. Luchasaurus picked up Christian on his shoulders, and Jungle Boy kind of gave him a weird look. Mm. Mm. For as much as I was not excited for this feud, and as much as I was hating on this, I was happy it was over. Uh, but for uh, to give props for how old these guys are, they can hold the match. So that was fine. The match was okay and everything. I felt the ending was kind of abrupt, though. I could tell what they were trying to do. I, I knew that, like, oh, wow, he's going to get counted out. And then he rushes in. But it was kind of weird. You could kind of tell he picked him up. And then he's like, hey. And then, like, you could even see them kind of, like, talking a little bit. as in, like uh, Christian, Christian carried. He yeah. really carried Cr- the match. Christian is the, kind of the star of the match. And, like, we know Matt Hardy was just playing his foil to, like, what he's going to, which is – Probably my favorite part about this match was actually not the match. It was actually the end, what Eric pointed out correctly. Um, I'm excited for a Christian Cage Jungle Boy feud. And I actually thought that was uh, very good, uh, very good on their part of Luchasaurus carrying Cage just because they're just cheering on Cage One, putting this whole feud behind this, please. And Jungle Boy kind of giving a gaze look as in, like, hey, wait, that's that's me. That's always going to be on your shoulders. And I like kind of like that because um they they even did the whole shoulder thing of jungle boy being on luchasaurus someone said that like it was a fan who tweeted saying how cool would that be and then they're like oh yeah we should do it so it's just funny how now he's just like oh wait a minute that's like that's my thing that you're doing or whatever and i think it's going to be great for christian cage i think it's going to be great for jungle boy uh that was my favorite part of the match i mean the end of the match where i was okay with the match ending and then um jungle boy getting uh kind of giving christian cage a look I sure. I think you guys got to give these boys some dap. I thought this was a really good match. Uh, I thought no, it was just laid out. Not great. at all. No, a ton, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a ton of, just a ton of clever spots. It was really cleanly wrestled. I agree that the ending came out of nowhere. I didn't love that. Um, one the, quick note. I didn't realize that Hardy's submission move is called the leech, which is perfect. But like what the move is, it's just like squeezing someone and he's leeching money out of all these young guys. Oh, but um, we knew that for weeks, Eric. That's just you. That, no, like, we knew that. Like, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, I thought that was great five weeks ago. Like, all right, and my last <laughs> note, my last note, which has nothing to not also not gonna <laughs> guys either way they did one of my favorite wrestling moves which is super simple when the guy holds the other guy's legs and they catapult their neck into the rope oh yeah i love that move <laughs> okay. i, I mean off. it's it's like a classic move it's that like, that's a like randy a that feels over. like a randy orton move to me just a classic <laughs> lazy ass yeah, let's let's slingshot i think it always looks throw. good i think it looks good um yeah, I thought Christian carried the match was the only thing. I didn't have a problem with the ending being how it was. I thought it made Christian look smart, and Matt Hardy's supposed to be smart, but we know he's not, right? Or the character, right? Money Matt. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think I'm just lusting after the idea of having broken Matt Hardy back. So <laughs> I struggle with everything he's doing uh, until then. But actually a fun, subtle thing to have. Uh, Christian be feuding with Jungle Boy after being his like mentor quote unquote for a while hey maybe uh, maybe he can cut promos and we don't know and it's just been part of the character (laughs) (laughs) not no (laughs) we'll see (laughs) all right so then we had a promo with Miro uh, which he narrated his rise in AEW featured clips of his destruction he is the redeemer 
Yeah, the Messiah complex is going to an interesting place, right? I mean, it's cool. Thought Lana might uh, pop up after her uh, couple tweets and Instagrams and whatnot, but not yet, but soon, I yeah. guarantee you. <laughs> this gimmick is way better than his original. That's what I take yeah. it as, like, good thing. He's ditched whatever he was doing before, and he's going back to this. Did they change the colors? They changed the belts, yeah, they changed the belt colors. Mm-hmm. The Bulgarian, they're like Bulgarian colors. Which oh, okay. I, oh, that's actually cool. I couldn't really. Under, I like, yeah. it was too quick. And I is it the side plates or the whole belt? Like the, the whole, whole belt thing. is like is white is back to white again, which oh, it was black okay. before. Yeah, it was black. Yeah, yeah. it's white. It I just cool, was... but you don't want to change your belts too often. Then it gets kind of weird. I yeah, because they retired. But... Like it was appropriate how they changed it the first time they retired it with Brody yeah. Lee. So I was just like, oh okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, that actually makes me like it more. I was a little confused. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool package. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so then in the ring, Shivani interviewed Dr. Britt Baker. Britt said Nyla beat her in the past, but and that Nyla's top of the food chain, but Britt is off the menu. Vicky and Nyla watched on a monitor in the back as Britt said Vicky's last name keeps her relevant, but uh, Nyla needs the title to stay relevant. Next week, Britt will beat Nyla, and with her without the belt, she's still DMD. Crowd went nuts. Cut to Vicky and Nyla backstage. Said Britt's gonna get her ass kicked. It's very stupid to have them cut a promo when everyone is going crazy for Britt. Um, that was dumb to have them cut that backstage segment. But the the bigger thing in question, I'm curious your take on it. But have Britt Baker be like, yeah, I'm the champion, but it doesn't matter if I'm the champion or not. I'm a huge star. I'm still going to be DMD. Like, I feel like she's, uh, and I really held back on saying this last week, but I feel like she's doing it more. So I have to say it. I feel like she's trying to do an Austin thing where she's like, yes. yeah. And it's too, I don't know. I'm kind of like, you're too green for this. Like, you can't be above it all yet. You're right. not like, you haven't shown your dominant you haven't shown your grade as the face or a heel like you can't really cut a promo on tony khan who everyone loves <laughs> like it, it, I, I don't know i i like what she's doing but i don't like the bigger idea of what she's doing i don't think she's earned it yet so i i disagree uh i thought this was a okay. really good promo and i think don't wait to earn it just 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 take it and I Just think go for her it. promos okay. have been really good. Mm. And I think this one specifically, I, I, I think the Austin comparison, though, is very fitting. Uh, like Obviously, she's not as good as Stone Cold Steve Austin, but it's very much the anti-hero. Like, I'm still talking shit about my opponents, but you're still cheering me, which is what where they have to go now because she's going to get cheered no matter what. So, and I, yeah. I really liked it. I, I agree, though. The last line when she said, with or without the belt, I'm still DMD, was strange in that that seems like a final line for a, a baby face before they lose the title. Mm-hmm. But I think it was more of a diss to Nyla, like, w- like without the belt, you're, you're no, no one. one. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. It, it did rain that a little good. strange to me, too, dude. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, um, wait, one other note. When Tony... There's a couple times in the show, the hangman and this, for once someone just had Tony interview them and they just had him hold the mic and speak into the mic. And it, it was just, please more of that. Please yeah. more normalcy and getting yes. interviewed so that when someone actually snatches the mic from his hands, it, it means something because they yeah. do that. Like it's so often and it's just too much. Also, he's he's been in the industry, like he's, you know, not as long as JR, but like he's nearing that like very long term thing. Like mm-hmm. it's a huge, dis- no one would snatch the mic from JR. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like it should be a huge sign of disrespect to do that. So like yeah. at some point, it's only heels of a certain level that do that. Yeah. And I think they try to play it off like it's disrespectful, but when you do it every week, it's like it loses yeah. its lust. No, absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> You guys both bring up very good points. I thought I was going to bring up good points, but now I'm conflicted. <laughs> to be honest, so I'm say, like, what, say what you were going to say. Though. No, say I mean, I thought it was say. good, but then originally I was just like, ah, she's not Austin. But Eric's like, yeah, you got to take him. Like, oh, you're right. You got to take it. But you're not. But <laughs> it's just 
I think I got to see of the weeks. I, I'm not a huge fan of this feud right from the get-go. Uh, cause like, I feel like we've constantly seen Isla Rose in the title picture constantly, constantly, constantly. Wait, um, real quick. And Britt Baker said in the promo, like I did, I didn't, I wish you were my first opponent pretty much <laughs> no, voicing what we're all out. thinking, which I kind of was like, all right, I kind of dig this as someone who just speaks truth. I don't know. I think that's like, an interesting- yeah, that that's becoming her thing is that she's yeah. speaking with truth and conviction with her promos as in like, she may make fun of you as in like in a really bad way, but she's not lying. Um, yeah, I just hope that uh, I kind of hope just she just wins and then just moves on to the next one. Not saying it's not going to be good, not saying her promos like are yeah. bad. I, I'm excited for this. I actually thought about Quags every time, like Quags, like old old videos ago, you said, like, can't wait for the crowd to come back and chant DMD. So every time I do it, I, always <laughs> think Quags. I, I, I pop so hard for it, like in my house. I go literally, <laughs> yeah. every time she says it, I go. So just a classic. <laughs> if you want to check back at our old videos, Quags called it right now. I thought it was so corny at first. Give, it, give, like, right, also give a shout out to Esper, Esperanza Brandon for commenting on our old videos. If you're not a bot, <laughs> cool of you. <laughs> a little segue into that. Even but, if you're a bot, we're down, baby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But if we just yeah, to I'm the gonna, to, to Russia, ponder, we're fine. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to ponder a lot of what Quags and oh, and Quags and Eric are bringing to the table of this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna assess. I'll give it to next week. See how this match goes. That's All right. So until then, we had John Moxley pacing backstage. Said he was he was the one boogeyman in New Japan and AEW. He accepted Archer's challenge, and next week Archer, who is Texas bred, will be Texas dead. Good intense promo. Terrible last line. That's all. No, I didn't. Yeah. I did not mind the line. I thought the line was fun. Oh, <laughs> it's like when you, you got to end it corny when you say texas death match like you, you, you're not you're not gonna come off as in like oh wow look at this suave like human being coming in right here it's gonna be I, gonna be silly i i just wrote texas dead lol yeah they gave me a laugh i just what i took this as is like box is just the he's just the resident anti-hero cool guy in the company like whatever he does it's just it's just gonna come off like oh, okay if he's doing it then that's all right i think this belt is gonna exist as that i think we're gonna have it's like the i don't know what the wwe equivalent would be the um intercontinental championship or something like mox just holds it for forever people challenge like at some point he'll do something else but for a while yeah this is gonna be what it is smart all right, so then we had Sammy Guevara beating Wheeler Yuta about five minutes with the GTH. Um, this is a real fun, modern-style, fast-paced match. Not, not necessarily a squash, but pretty close. Uh, in terms of Wheeler Yuta, I've heard of him all over, but I've never watched him wrestle. I, I thought it was weird him coming out with the best friends, but at least they explained it right away with clips from, I think, Dark and Elevation, which they could do yeah. a lot more of, I think. Yes, um, he's been correct. winning a I'm, lot. I was watching. Yeah, it. yeah. You're, I'm, I'm, yeah. They yeah. need to lean. No, they need to lean yeah. in on that more. We've said that before. Like, use those clips. It only takes 15 seconds to show them with each other on Dark and Elevation, which they put so much money and time into doing those shows. So many matches. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we were texting about this. A million people watched Dynamite this week. How many people watched Elevation? a hundred thousand yeah. like i have no idea but right my point is like show it it's fine mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. not a big deal um and then my other thing was wheeler yuda is like a 510 kind of skinny guy who can do some acrobatic moves please don't sign him i i they have oh, enough yeah. people on this roster um the friends and, and family show eric they're gonna sign us as- but as a way to just have him on the show and have Sammy in his in not his hometown but his home state of Texas get get a victory and he was over, so so over. Yeah. Um, the, the finisher was great. I, I don't have anything to add except for the cutter off the ropes combined with the uh, throwing him yes. off the back on the knee. Like man, Sammy looks great. He, yeah, he's he's a star. Yeah, this was the Sammy showcase. I think they just knew that, like, hey, we're in Texas. We got to get Sammy on the show. And it's good good on them. Promote your future, guys. But like, again, like mm-hmm. how I got so frustrated, this whole Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage thing. I love it when they push their new guys going forward. Keep doing that. All right. So then we had Tony interviewing QT Marshall backstage. 
QT poured a protein shake on Tony's head. Yeah. So this faction is not doing anything for me, but I guess the only thing that maybe will come with it, if like, if he's just good, like it's good on him to continue acting like a heel. He's very good in the ring. I'm hoping that maybe this is a thing. Hold on. Yeah. He's okay. He's serviceable. Okay. Yeah. He's. I know what you're what you're saying. Like he can. He you can, can tell he's a trainer in wrestling. As in he does the yes. basics great but that's what he'll right. do he'll give you the fundamental sound moments that you need i get that yes yeah i'm hoping that whatever this this was silly but i'm imagining that like if he's gonna keep acting like a heel maybe this will push some like young baby face or whatever as in like oh, i'm gonna stick up like stick up for this guy and go against qt but i was not excited about this this was like all right next please so wait i'm gonna keep this quick but I had such mixed emotions about this because I was like, oh, QT. And then I was like, oh, but good on them. He just lost a feud and they're still doing something to try to continue his story. And then they poured the protein shake and I was like, what the fuck was the point of this? <laughs> oh, man. It's so yeah, like, It was almost so like random. beyond being a heel to me. Like, it was like, that's so, like, crappy yeah. to do that to you're Tony. Trying, you're trying <laughs> Like Tony's also yeah. sitting there and he's getting poured on. He's like, "Oh, come on, guys!" I'm like, "What do you mean, come on? You're not gonna freak out. You're gonna be like, I, out of the way." <laughs> I, I literally wrote, "Pouring something on Tony is not cool." Like, but <laughs> yeah. not in like a heel way. I don't know. Just, yeah. So hopefully, also, maybe they'll do something with like it. Just to say something real quick, I think Agogo had to get another eye surgery. I think he might be done though. Yeah, I was just gonna say, where has he yeah. been? But. Yeah, that sucks. Not, I that's don't think bummer. from anything wrestling wise. I think just from his. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. No, he had a lot of eye surgeries. They kept like highlighting that saying, I mean, like technically blind to one eye or something like that. I mean, that just sucks yeah. to be honest. Hopefully that's uh, not uh, the case, uh, but. Yeah, obviously boxing messes you up, man. So yeah. wishing him the best. Like that sucks. Which which did bring up like another thing. Like every time someone's like, "Oh, he lost his his sight in his left eye," or like. He, his knee got destroyed in football. It's, it's always like, so they came to wrestling. It's like, okay, so this is the lesser of the sports, obviously. Yeah, no. because it's like people with like <laughs> career ending injuries can come and do this. <laughs> well, whatever. it's like, because you, cause you not, can yeah. plan it out. Great. I guess it's not it, a great life. I know, I know, but they're not supposed to be like. <laughs> but it's funny. I guess the idea is like you can plan it out, but the thing is like you really can't, right? Like you're not, but like, like you more can than that, you like, can't. But they should keep it in storyline. Even in storyline, Jim Ross will be like, oh, yeah, he lost his eyesight in boxing, so he's coming here to do wrestling. It's like, well, this is supposed to be, quote, unquote, just as dangerous, like, yeah. or more. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't true, devalue true. your brand by trying to talk yeah, about how yeah. tough the other guy is. Be careful. Don't talk about how awesome football is. Like, make your guys seem more badass than them. All right. <laughs> That's just a little tangent. But all right. So then we had Yuka, Yuka Sakazaki defeating Penelope forward right Penelope yep. Penelope. Yeah. in yep. about seven minutes with her magical girl splash so this is two in a row that i am like, super excited to talk about <laughs> uh i'm not gonna call it a great job of pronouncing her name but i'm just gonna call her magic girl uh this was weird like i'm okay with them building the women's division but like this is also this might be a kenny omega thing where i remember he talked about this where he had a lot of japanese women uh, wrestle it's just that type of match i'm not talking about like off oh, the jet i could care less what ethnicity they are it's just random to me as in like the announcers like it's this magic girl yuki something whatever comes in and like oh we're like she's back and i'm like when you she's back and she has this like really hyper music and the texas crowd was actually great made made this a little bit more serviceable like they're all like joking around laughing like dancing with this like crazy like music going around i actually liked her finisher the magic girl splash i'm like oh okay at least that was good but i felt like this was an add-in of like okay we need a woman's match all right let's get this yuki girl the magic girl and let's get penelope ford's great uh she's very serviceable um but this didn't great i said serviceable give give, give me me a little (laughs) slack on it but like what what do you want to do with magic girl what do you want to do with the magic girl here this was very random I honestly kind of wish that they maybe had like, you know how we talked about ABC and D like storylines, not like ranking them, just like the, just the hierarchy of it. Kind of wish they maybe push forward a uh, storyline in the women's division, not just like, oh, okay, let's have this like random like Yuki girl and like everyone, like how many times have we seen that? Like, it's kind of annoying. Now they're like, oh, look, she's so cute. Oh, look at this like fun dancing music. It's just like, 
I know that's a niche for some people, but like when you guys just said a million viewers watch us, they're definitely looking at that as I'm like, what the fuck is this? Sorry for language. <laughs> it's just I was confused. Yuki Sakazaki, Yuki Sakazaki got Christopher to drop the F off. Yeah. What do you think of this, Quags? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's what, a lot of other know, stories you could tell. Like, the heart. What do we of, know? <laughs> no, there's like a lot of other women wrestlers that we know that I would rather see in the spot before the main event, and um we don't know this woman like you know i'd rather i think this is where they get in their own head a little bit because i think they are telling like she story on or a comeback story on dark and on elevation and soon to be on rampage mm-hmm. but people are not watching that in the same frequency so what are you doing putting this woman in the almost primetime spot that no one knows who she is we do this podcast every week we watch dynamite every week we don't i don't don't know know. who this is (laughs) let me let me step in there real quick she's wrestled at least three times in dynamite but it was before covid you guys don't remember her at all no i I remember her because i remember remember the awful awful aladdin outfit (laughs) yes i mean that's but but that's that's a while 18 months ago whatever like why could so, so that's shooting? fair why couldn't they have like honestly you know what this this spot would have been perfect for have jade cargill just squash some random woman that yes. would have been perfect oh my gosh. right before Where the main jade? event yeah. that would have been yeah that would have been the the easiest thing to do i did not know why they need to do this uh it's fine of- it's fine it's just a weird choice it's just a, like it's a weird choice it's a very weird choice. i just want to bring up something that uh, my buddy Carl said, which is building on something you just said, Quags. He was like, "Can you can you guys bring up Yuka Sakazaki <laughs> getting a match on Dynamite before uh, Sheeta did since her title loss? She hasn't had a match on Dynamite that's, since yeah, she no, lost that's that title." So, so that's what I'm saying. They're they're building. So I know what they're doing. They're gonna say like, "Oh, Sheeta, who's been undefeated." since she lost or whatever crazy thing they're going to do. And then she's going to have like a number one contender match against um, whoever like, and then she's going to lose her like, but this is, that's what I'm saying. They're getting in their own heads too much. People are not watching that stuff. I want to see Sheeta. What's Sheeta up to? But I'm not going to watch her YouTube show on Monday. Like, sorry. I'm like, you know, Why? two hours a week is enough for me. Why? Like, <laughs> I just said, like, okay, they could have did a Jade squash match. That would have been another perfect option. Why could – like, it seemed like they threw in Penelope because, okay, she's going to take the loss and she knows what to do in the ring. Why couldn't you just put Sheeta in there? Shout out to Carl. Carl, give us another comment that doesn't say negative comment. Give me a good comment. (laughs) (laughs) No, Carl, you can say whatever. All right, let's move to the main event. All right, we saw a quick ad for AEW Rampage. Then we had the main event. Sorry. Can I I say one more thing? No, I just like, you know, this got us heated. To, it, we we one, did not think one, this is the most thing that was going to be talked about. I think we know what our anchor of the night is. <laughs> yeah, guys. One women's promo and one bad women's match. Like, I just need more. Like, and don't stick it all on dark elevation or rampage. Like, let me, let me hop in you, and say I highly disagree. You don't have the women to put out great matches. Why would you put them on national television? We, we just we just named like two women that could have had this spot like you, you don't need you don't need, well, you don't yeah. need 15 different women to have one but you could have a squash uh, you could yeah, have it you yeah. could have this is a match before true. the main event this isn't a main event so like let's not treat it as if like oh, okay we need some established stars here this is a match before the main event we're just talking about I mean, like i know that's all like yeah I, i'm not gonna get on the soapbox about it but it's just to me it's just like it's just a swing and a miss a lot of the time. Yes. But I just want to get on the Jade Cargill thing real quick because I agree. I would love to see her doing squashes. But if you're constantly winning on television over and over again, and I don't think this is a good enough excuse, but at some point people are going to be like, wait, why isn't Jade Cargill getting a title match? And I think they're going to have Jade Cargill be the one to eventually beat Britt Baker because that would be, be a good. real fun thing and i you can't have that person fly too close to the sun or else you're going to be like wait this girl's destroying everyone why are they like having everyone else get title matches i I, yeah i 
completely agree with that. I'm just saying the squash match was not going to get her close to the sun. I don't think it was going to. Maybe once. I, I know. <laughs> I just I know there's I know there's other considerations, and like I'm not a booker. I'm not Tony Khan, but I'm just saying what they're doing is not meeting what they need to be doing. So. <laughs> Like fix it. <laughs> all, all our Yukazaki right. subscribers have yeah. just went down. Yeah, just went out. down a notch. <laughs> all right. So then, after an ad for AEW Rampage, we had main event coffin match: Darby Allen, Scorpio Sky. Uh, Darby Allen versus Ethan Page. Sorry. Early on in the match, Scorpio Sky popped out of the coffin, attacked Darby, but Sting came out, beat the crap out of him. <laughs> It was a brutal match, which Darby won in about 13 minutes with a flying skateboard stomp to the back. After the match, Darby Allen coffin dropped the coffin and it exploded on the page. Um, I like Darby coming out with a metal back plate that he had on that he liked, did like a like off the ropes coffin yeah, drop. No sweep. Uh, I really liked the Scorpio Sky coming out of the coffin and Sting fighting him off. I thought that was really fun. Uh, the use of the metal ring hook was good, although it was very clear when Darby had it in his mouth that he wasn't pulling very hard. Um, the ego's edge onto the steps was fantastic. And I loved the end because I, when he did the skateboard stop into the thing, I was like, that was pretty good, but that wasn't really, that was a little underwhelming. There was bigger bumps than that. And then he like climbed up to do the coffin jump. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> miss that if you hit the sides on that you really mess your back up bad i mean if you miss it dude he hit it that and who knows where the wood is going like well, i know it's yeah. you know balsa yeah. wood or whatever yeah. but still. We're, we're talking about darby getting hurt in this imagine being ethan page yeah, being close can't see you're like just oh, knowing like it. when the crowd's cheering really loud like, at some point like he's probably coming in the next five seconds he's just like, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably in the club he's like this guy's gonna smash me this is gonna <laughs> suck <laughs> i think they had like the referee or something be like coming like he's coming now or something, yeah, something. but yeah still nerve right you don't see it yeah like <laughs> yeah, I'd, be, I'd be horrified but i thought this match was awesome so good this is so awesome this is one of my favorite aew matches that i've seen man when they got in the uh i mean everything you said sharp obviously amazing um yeah the hook stuff looked really bad that was their only big yeah, mess. It was the only fault i still thought um, it was was worth doing though yeah I kind of idea. Sadistic, yeah. But it was it, it was it was a good well. idea yeah totally yeah. it was a good idea yeah. it was sadistic they just didn't execute it super well but yeah. i get that too like Ethan Page is like a sweetheart. I feel like in real life, he's like I he's don't want to rip Darby's. She is a cool out. dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, the man. The ending was just so good. The onto the steps, the skateboard thing, and then you're like, wow, the match is over. And I agree. I was like, okay, that's pretty intense, but I don't know. And then when he climbed up to that top rope, it was like. No way. <laughs> Everyone um, started standing up. We're like, holy shit, he's not going to do that, is he? And then he did. <laughs> yeah, the, the only other thing I'll add is when they were both standing in the coffin, punching back and forth, that was really cool, too. I like that, because I feel like usually in a coffin match, you know, both competitors avoid the coffin as much as they mm -hmm. possibly can. So to have them sort of welcome that and, uh, you know, just be hitting each other and like whatever if i go down now who cares um that was that was cool but man this is so good <laughs> i think that was like kind of an ode to like you know undertaker's matches he would have his like cough like whatever his coffee matches and like that was like a spot he would always do so i think that was a cool shout out to them kind of giving respect in that um I even thought the timing of this stuff was very good too. Like I actually liked uh, Scorpio Sky and Sting coming in early. Like I I would have been kind of like, oh, yeah, they came at the end. They came in early and like, cause you know, they're going to come in. So that was really cool that he was just in the coffin and then Sting comes out and they're fighting in the crowd. Cause you know, for, like they're on the road in Texas. Like they want to see Sting. Like, even if it's for like two minutes of him just punching someone, they, they just to get yeah. in there. Um, I like the story of like, I'm glad they told like oh they were uh, feuding on the independence for a while and we knew that you could tell both of them wrestled each other for a long time they seemed like they knew exactly where to go and everything like that uh yeah 
when I saw the Eagles edge thing, I honestly thought he was like, oh, okay, he'll definitely do it on the steps. And then he starts climbing the turnbuckle. I'm like, these guys are insane. And then he just chucks them. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Um, it's funny how you brought that up, Eric, as in like when you did the skateboard spot, like that was a cool thing too. Um, at the beginning, we used to actually talk about before the pandemic, but like at Daly's place, they don't have a ramp. So it was kind of cool to see Darby mm-hmm. scroll into uh, rolling in in the skateboard. I'm like, oh, okay. It's so, like, we're, we're getting that back, which is sweet. Um, so he did the skateboard spot and he falls in. I like, I like that. I was like, oh, okay. Like in my head though, like I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of where we had a coffin match and they were, and he does the coffin drop. And I'm like, and like 10,000 times, he never even did it. And then he yeah. like scooted it. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. Like I'll, I'll be honest, Eric, me and Quacks couldn't even like hold it in. We text each other on the side yeah. just because we didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we were just like, holy shit, that was insane. I was like, yeah, that was like, how, like why do they agree to that? I, I also said to my wife, I was like, oh, he has a skateboard. And she was like, what do you mean? Doesn't he always have it? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, there's no ramp. There's no, there's no skateboard. And it was but hilarious because so we went we went to the uh when he wrestled Jericho in Philly, like on the third uh dynamite. And I was like, Don't you remember? And for a while she was like, No, I don't think I and then it was like, Oh, <laughs> yes, he got his oh, hands yeah, like, hand tied. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, you know, j- sorry, just to, no, but that's like who's someone that doesn't school. watch wrestling, but who sticks yeah. it really sticks with you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, how no, crazy just like these small things like could really like stick out a long way. I think that's one of the reasons why Darby's over. It's just like, yeah, he does crazy things, but it's just like people kind of relate to that in a sense. What I also thought was interesting was that this is a main event match and they were hyping this up for a while. It wasn't super long, and I was thinking, like, oh, I thought mm-hmm. this would have a little bit more yeah. time, but that was also, good. That was yeah, good. it was good because it's it's let's not it is a coffin match and like how long do you really want this match to go yeah. like without it getting stale get like, with a metal hook like in the first four minutes you're like yeah oh, like, what's realistic that this guy could be fighting 20 minutes later right and it's just like <laughs> not how, not how much every belief can you like suspend here as in like oh they're gonna go in the coffin now oh they're gonna go in the coffin now like because then it gets uh, stale after a while so i'd actually like that i'm like oh okay it was good that was mm-hmm. on the shorter side than the longer side yeah, not every big match needs to be 20 minutes. No, correct. 100, that correct. You, that, you should tweet that, Quaz, because 100% that is yeah. the truth. <laughs> there are some great, yeah. incredible 12-minute matches. Which that is just... true. That is true. <laughs> well, I even think, I mean, this is, like, way on the other side of the spectrum, but, like, the Goldberg-Lesnar matches that were, like, two minutes. Yeah, were like, a blast. They were great. Was like, this guy can't were... go more than 10 minutes. I do not want to see Goldberg go more yeah, than Yeah, we don't need that. I don't want to see that. They tried to do that and they he tried. almost killed Undertaker. <laughs> I mean, so, you know. I don't want right. to see it. I just anyway. wanted to see four minutes of mayhem. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So bringing it back, I, I tell me if I'm wrong, but I think we have a rocket as the coffin match and the anchor as the women's match. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I know. Hate, I hate the uniformity, but there is no. It is what it uh, is. But what's the rating of the show? Because there's like, obviously, this was a great rocket, but like, there's been plenty of like good things about this show. I'm curious of your guys' rating. Dude, I'm saying not. I'm nine five for this. This was just about as good as it could be to me. I mean, the women's match was bad. Uh, but that was really the only thing I didn't like. I really loved this show. I told you guys last night, uh, <laughs> I felt this all today. I was so excited to talk about it. And bonus, uh, listeners, I did not watch the opening match until actually about 20 minutes before we started recording because oh, I tuned in at 8 20. <laughs> so I was oh. like, I was like, let me see this opening match. And then when that was really good too, was I was good. like, yeah. So I'm I'm super high on this show. I know that's the size I've been. I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, give me Those a nine five too. Things. Honestly, the beginning of the show, I was really excited for like stuff that I didn't think maybe it was just because I didn't have gigantic expectations going into this after Road Rager. Like I thought that was like I enjoyed Road Rager. But, like, I thought that was the theme that we're going to get each week. As in, like, okay, it's going to be, like, more than Dynamite, but not great. This, I thought, hit out of the park. This Texas crowd really made it a show. I love yeah. the Starks and Cage, the beginning match and stuff. I know. Crowd was I mean, so good. I think that's what made it. So, give me a solid it bears, it, 
I, mine's going to be a little lower than your guys. I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. an 8.5, but mm-hmm. it bears repeating that the freaking John Moxley coming out the wild thing oh, with the crowd going nuts. Mm-hmm. It, it just – it gives you such a fun – like spontaneous feeling of of like oh I you, I gotta be there I gotta I want to be in that crowd. I, it's like I if they're in your town and I lo- you want to go to a show like that's actually a highlight like you you're thinking about is like as a, we're all fans like I can't wait to go in there and sing wild thing when Moxley comes out like yeah. that's something I'm excited to do. Well, yeah, yeah I, I I think that I mean in a couple months here they're gonna be here. I'm so excited to to go see but yeah totally um and i loved how i think it was shivani said like ever since wild thing hit this crowd has been crazy yeah uh, it might yeah. have been xl but I, I don't remember who it was on the announced team um but yeah like i love that they're pointing that out and that they're really calling out like yeah this is a thing like so cool which it, it makes sense because you spend the money on the mm-hmm. song yeah because yeah. yeah. it, it, it is expensive but it does add so much more we talk about product presentation adds so much to just his character and everything if, if all of us three manage to go to a show together we'll, we'll record live oh. for the viewers or whatever and then they'll be like <laughs> oh those are the kicked out of two uh podcast review boys bring them on down <laughs> maybe we'll get t-shirts <laughs> yeah we'll get orange t-shirts we'll get bright orange t-shirts and, and, and be prominent with them <laughs> okay, we'll get on TV. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we should call it here. Yes. Don't yeah. forget to like and subscribe and comment. Please comment. Go down tell us below. What you and think. Comment. Yeah, even funny. if you really think it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <tell us. laughs> or that's if it's fine. really good. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that would be better. <laughs> that would be better. Our, our just, our ego. Well, if you, if you click that damn sucks, orange we'll box. Accept your uh, criticism. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, whatever you identify as, just keep watching the show. <laughs> we we accept everybody. Yeah, we're That's with sick you. Right there. <laughs> Don't even have to watch Dynamite. Just listen to this podcast. That's true. All right. Take it Later, easy. guys. Later. <laughs>